I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome back. I'm Kirk Jowers, and I am thrilled to have Senator Mitt Romney uh, on the phone with me. Senator, thank you so much for joining us today on what I know is a busy day for you. (laughs) Thank you, Kirk. Happy to join you. We've got a bunch of uh, TV sets uh, here in the in the studio showing MSNBC and Fox and CNN, and uh, you keep showing up uh, on these things. Uh, You're I I had lots of fun questions that I wanted to ask you, some breezy Friday stuff, but these are serious times, and you're in the middle of all of it. And so let me just start uh, with northern Syria. Vice President Pence called the deal. He helped negotiate with um, President Erdogan, Turkish President Erdogan, a ceasefire that halts Turkey's incursion into northern Syria. Turkey says it's a pause, and indeed some things have happened since that moment. President Trump, in his <laughs> uh, sarcastically typical and understated and humble way, held the agreement as a great day for civilization. But you slammed the deal, declaring that uh, these actions on Syria will stand as a bloodstain on U.S. history. So help us understand what is going on and what is at stake in northern Syria. Well, for a long, long time, we've been fighting uh, shoulder to shoulder uh, with the Kurds. Uh, we actually didn't put ground troops in, but we had support troops and intelligence troops and uh, aircraft going above uh, the, the troops on the ground. And the, and the Kurds with the troops on the ground, they lost 11,000 men and women uh, fighting against uh, ISIS. And uh, the Turks kept on wanting to come in and and attack the the Kurds, but we were there, and they did not want to come in as long as we were there. And then, as we all know, the president called the Turks, or the Turks called the president, and uh, and he said, okay, we'll pull our troops out. And within a matter of hours, the Turks were in there uh, slaughtering the Kurds, and hundreds of Kurds have died uh, as the Turks came in and slaughtered them. So our abandoning our friends and our allies, not even giving them apparently a heads up, uh, is in my opinion a, an enormous uh, uh, black mark on our uh, foreign policy and our experience in dealing with our friends. Uh, I'm happy that that uh, apparently a ceasefire or a pause has been negotiated uh, that at least gives the Kurds a chance to, to try and flee before hundreds more are killed. Uh, but uh, a deal should have been worked out before we opened the door, before we let the Turks come rushing in, killing our allies. It's really unthinkable that we did not work out a deal, uh, have this agreement with the Turks before they came rushing in. Because, by the way, they've been wanting to come in for years, and we have not let them in. And suddenly to do so without giving the Kurds a chance to protect themselves is really, in the annals of American history, really unfortunate. 
Is there anything that we can do, we as, as the United States, in these, these five days of, of a ceasefire, of a, of a pause, that can help put the genie back in that bottle and, and uh, give the Kurds a, a better chance? Or? Well, there's no, there's no way to put the, 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 the genie of honor back in the, bo- in the bottle. Uh, the, the Kurds correctly said that they had been abandoned uh, and uh, effectively doubled-crossed by America. And that is something which the whole world watches. Uh, so the next time we need an ally to fight a, a war with us, uh, where that ally, in this case, we expected them to carry out the, the hard work of being on the ground. They lost 11,000 men. We lost 86, which is an uh, enormous loss for us. But to, to suddenly disappear on them uh, and let the, uh, their enemy come rushing in was, was something that we can't erase. At this stage, we can do our very best to try and uh, settle the situation and keep more people, more Kurds, from being killed. Uh, and that apparently is what Vice President Pence has done, fortunately. It's just very unfortunate that it was not done at the outset uh, before we, uh, we told the, the, uh, the Turks, in fact, we're, okay, we're opening the door, we're pulling our troops out, and of course they then rushed in. Well, there's, uh, you know, from these types of discussions, there is obviously a lot of media hype about your being the object of the president's uh, occasional tweets and scorn. And I've been, I just got to say, I've been so grateful for your principled approach to President Trump. It's uh, consistent with what you promised on the campaign trail, namely that you would support the president when he was moving the country forward, but would speak out when he was being unnecessarily divisive or worse, um, and uh, to kind of help him be his better self, which can be tough work. But I also know that your relationship with him is not all conflict, as the media would like it uh, to be told. I I know that you collaborate as well. I've I've watched you help and praise the president. Um, What are some of the things that the administration is doing right or that you are partnering with the administration on, on getting some things done? Well, first of all, there are a number of things that the administration has already done that I strongly support. So lowering the uh, the uh, corporate tax rate has uh, has kept us from losing a lot of jobs, uh, reevaluating some of our regulations to make them uh, more uh, friendly to, to growth and to employment uh, has been a good thing. I support that. Of course, the president's uh, judicial appointments, I support those. Uh, and have voted for them. Uh, I support, and I met with the president to tell him I support what he's doing with China, pushing back on China. They've had a, an easy uh, road for far too long, and they've been taking advantage of us. He's right on that. Uh, and uh, most recently, uh, you know, I called about the vaping crisis and and uh, and and congratulated him on going after uh, flavored vaping products because they're really affecting our kids. Uh, that was just a, just a few days ago I called him and said, you know, well done on that front. Uh, so when we agree, you know, I make that clear. When we disagree, I make that clear as well. And, and by the way, I think this is important. I know there's some who say, no, no, you should just always be behind the president. But, you know, our Republican Party needs to communicate to young people in particular that we're a big tent party. And we don't have to all have to think 100 percent the same as the person who's our leader, the president. There are different streams within our, our party. And you can still be a Republican and still be a conservative, uh, even though you have some places where you disagree. And uh, I think that's healthy for our party and more likely to get young people to, to think seriously about being a Republican. Well, you know, I, I was thinking about this over the last few days, and I see a real parallel to your dad and his actions on civil rights. He, he seemed to see around the corner and understand both what was right and wrong and also how posterity would view the United States' approach to race issues in the early 60s. And he took some heat because he was out in front 
of the establishment in fighting for civil rights. And uh, I think you're seeing around the corner as well on so many issues. And, and I'm grateful to have uh, another voice in the Republican Party to, uh, that each, each of us, as we, as we try to uh, you know, face these issues, um, have different, different ways to look at it. You mentioned uh, uh, two things that are of, of interest to me, but I'm not sure I have much enough time for both of them, so I'll have to choose one, and I will choose uh, vaping. Um, come back to, to Utah. I know you're working hard for the people of Utah. We're now seeing deaths across the country, including Utah, and I know that you met with Utah officials last week. What concerns did they share with you, and, and what are your next steps on, on that legislation? There are really two challenges associated with vaping. The most immediate, of course, is people who are getting uh, very serious lung problems as, as well as death as associated with vaping. And, um, and so we've got to get these products off the market. It, it looks like that in most cases, people have not just had used the vaping product that came in the original container, but have actually uh, added some other products to it. And those other products may have been contaminated or may have included oils that built up in their lungs. So one is getting safety and, and, and making sure we can do that would, would be enhanced if we said, look, these vaping companies uh, need to sell cartridges that cannot be opened and tampered with and have products added to them. They need to be sealed uh, containers. So that's number one. But the other big problem is we got a lot of kids that are vaping and don't realize that these vaping products are dangerous. Uh, a, a Juul vaping product, for instance, uh, contains as much nicotine as an entire pack of cigarettes. And so kids don't know that. They think these are safe products. And by putting in these flavors, uh, we've now got 25% of our high school kids vaping. And the president was right, in my opinion, along with the first lady and others, to say, look, we've got to get these flavor products off the market. We simply are we're drawing more people into nicotine products. More people are becoming addicted. That is something we cannot sustain. And uh, so we're on the same page on that. Let's get rid of these flavored products. And number two, let's have the, uh, the cartridges not able to be opened and tampered with. Time always goes too fast uh, with you. Uh, I'll just note uh, as as we exit that uh, it was fun to see you on ESPN the other day. It reminded me of when you were leading the Salt Lake City Olympics here in 2002. And uh, I'm glad that you are, are taking an interest in exploring how to, to better compensate and take care of our student athletes uh, with well, the NCAA. Yeah, thanks, Kirk. I, look, I, our kids that are that are playing uh, college sports need to receive some compensation so that they can make ends meet. In many cases, they're very poor. They're sending their money home to their families, their their lunch money home to their families, so they can eat. We, we've we've got to be more fair in that regard. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.